stand out, don't fit in. This is Now Tell Us. I'm your host, Anthony Murore. At Now Tell Us, we have guests come and tell us stories. They come and inspire us. They come and educate us on a subject that they are passionate about. And always, we have great guests who come and join us here. And when I say always, today is that other special day that we have a special guest, a great guest, who's just going to tell us about what I said in the beginning. Stand out. Don't fit in. His name is Agi Keramidas. And uh, I don't want to say much because he's going to tell us much once he comes here. So why don't you join me as we go to meet our guest today, Aggie? And uh, let's hear what he has to tell us about standing out. Here we go. Hi, Agi. Hi, Anthony. It's great to be here. Yeah, it's great to have you here. We are excited to have you at Now Tell Us. Thank you. And finally, we made it. <laughs> we made it. We made it. There comes that day when everything just works out right and you just mm -hmm. do everything that you've been planning to. And here we are. Where in the world are you? I like asking people. I like to know how we are getting expand expansion all over the world where in the world are you i'm in england in the uk in a, a town called uh, colchester colchester uh, yes it, <laughs> it is uh, let's say close to london it's one hour uh, away from london not very far how's the weather there i'm always here <laughs> look it's it's february so the weather here is uh, I'm trying to find some polite words to use, but it's, <laughs> it's difficult. Today it's been raining all day. It's gray and uh, let's say not that cheerful. Okay. <laughs> okay. But uh, we see you have a smile on. I guess that you're uh, dealing with it. You're okay with it. Anthony, I, I left Greece, my home country, which I know that that's where you live at the moment, yes. uh, 14 years ago to come to England. And I didn't come for the weather. I knew that <laughs> the weather in Greece is so much better than, than England. So, yeah. you know, it's it's something, yes, I deal with it. I, I do my best not to let it uh, affect me. I still miss the sun, for sure. <laughs> but, uh, we are uh, enjoying the sun here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, enjoying the sun. Yeah, so what could have made you to leave such a good weather, good climate and move uh, to London to, or rather to, to the UK? And good food, I will add. I and suppose good, you oh, agree, yes. yes. And good food. <laughs> salata. We have the Greek salata or Greek salad in this case. Why live with a Greek salad? And uh, I, I will, uh, yes, for sure. These are the things that I have missed. But uh, to answer your question, I, I left Greece when I was in my 30s uh, because even though on the outside my life 
seemed to be going really well. I was, uh, you know, a dentist working uh, there in my home uh, town. Uh, I was engaged to be married. So on the outside, things were, you know, looking to be well. But on on the inside, I felt really empty, like something was missing. I was not happy uh, at all. And I really couldn't see myself living uh, the same or similar life like my parents had. So it took me a long time, a few years and a lot of, uh, you know, deliberation Mm -hmm. to eventually reach the decision that, you know, I felt a calling at the same time for England since I was a teenager. I was fascinated with uh, anything English, you know, from the... The pop music, they had the British music or the the fact that they would drive on the other side of the road, you know, all these things. I found them very intriguing. Yeah. So, you know, I had a calling towards that. And uh, I realized that I needed to take that calling, to listen to that calling and do the move. Mm -hmm. And uh, so when I was in my uh, mid-30s, I took the decision and I went on my own, you know, with two suitcases and a one-way ticket in my pocket. Mm. I uh, left my, you know, my dental practice, my fiancé, my friends, family, (laughs) and started uh, a new life uh, in England. That was 14 years ago. And uh, it's been, a, uh, you know, I, I, I say it's one of the best decisions I've ever taken. My life changed so much as a result. Of wow. This. wow, it's good to hear that. And it's good to hear that story that you share because I come across people who are going through some things in their own life. You may, just as you say, you may see a smile on their face, but you don't know what is going on beneath. You don't know what they are going through. And I'm, I'm also curious, apart from you wanting to go and enjoying the pop music and also driving <laughs> driving on the left side of the road, what was, because this was a calling that you tell us that there was a calling, what could have been that thing that was making you sad? In compar- because you are comparing it to your parents. What could have been your parents going through that was not so good, that made you feel bad? My parents' life had a wonderful life, and they still do. They they're still alive. I'm blessed with that. And oh, uh, but it was for them. It was not for me. That was not the kind of life that I wanted to mm-hmm. to have. And you know, I, I mentioned the the British pop music and these things. This, of course, was not the reason. Yeah. The the, the calling was really an inner desire. It was coming from my heart rather than my my mind it was like a, a, a calling a, a drawing me there i didn't know what it was but i decided to trust it because also one of the reasons was that the way that my life was there and the way that i could see it evolving was really not to, to my liking and uh, it was it was not an easy decision, but I, I'm so glad that I did it. And uh, because that actually led me very much more in, to be, to trust in, you know, my, my heart in, or my, my instinct or my intuition in 
you know, taking the decisions uh, in life. That was a very big uh, lesson for me at that time uh, that, you know, evolved very much or changed me as, uh, you know, the approach I take to decisions and life in general. <laughs> yeah, and I can, I know it's not an easy thing for many people to come to that point of decision where they say, I'm going to make a big change in my life. I don't know what's going to come out of the steps that I'm taking right now or the changes I want to implement in my life. But then I've got to take a step because I feel that I need to. So it's not easy for many people. Uh, and we, we, we applaud you for taking that step. It's not easy, but it's worth it. It's, so, it's, it's worth <laughs> and it. usually the things that are worth it are mm. not easy. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. Sure. Now, I come across your profile and something stands out. And mm. what stands out is that phrase, stand out, don't fit in. It's mm. something that I can tell you have a passionate in. Why? Tell us the, the, the thing, the story behind that. Yes, uh, thank you for the question. Um, stand out, don't fit in is the phrase that I always use on my podcast at the end of, uh, of the podcast. And yeah. uh, the meaning or the personal meaning behind that. And when I say, first of all, let me explain what I mean. Uh, when I say stand out, I don't mean in a, in a way um, superior to others because mm. standout can be interpreted in different ways. For me, standing out and what I encourage my uh, listeners to also do, mm-hmm. standout is to be who you really are, your authentic self. To, so to do the things that are you. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. mean, that is standing out. And standing out, when you when you do that, when you are your authentic self, then inevitably you tend to, that is the standout, than many people or the majority, unfortunately, of, of mm-hmm. uh, the people mm-hmm. that are doing the exact opposite, which is fitting in or uh, doing things that are either expected of them or uh, they're not, uh, you know, satisfying or because they are sent in, I don't know, ethnicity or, you know, all these uh, social and other constructs or programs we we have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that way you blend in, many people blend in, and I know that I will hold my head up because my hand up because I was exactly like that. And that is the personal thing. I was doing everything I could in my power to fit in very well and not, you know, so that I wouldn't have any, you know, I was quite shy <laughs> and yeah. uh, reserved and introverted, all these things. Uh, so standing out was really not comfortable for me. The most comfortable thing was, be, you know, to be one of many mm. so that the, the spotlight would never be on me because if the spotlight came on me, mm-hmm. I would feel very, very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So 
that is, you know, one uh, way of explaining how the standout don't fit in came uh, for me personally and then I started using it in the podcast and uh, now it's been like four years that it has become a very much of a you know my my thing when I end the, the podcast uh, all the time but uh, I truly mean it and you know be, being and becoming who you truly are inside you the your authentic self that is, it really leads to, to beautiful things. Uh, good, good, good one. And how did you manage to, because, uh, yeah, how did you manage to stand out? How did you manage to come out of your cocoon? That that place where you, uh, yeah, tell us how you... Anthony, there are two ways I could answer your question. One would be to say that it happened rather suddenly because I had a, a, and it would be true because I had a light bulb moment during a, a, a Tony Robbins event back in 2017 and that really changed very much my uh, it reorganized shall we say something inside my mind my belief system or mm-hmm. uh, and then you know I started changing it from there but that is it is not how I changed. That was the trigger for change. Okay. It was okay. a very, very intense uh, trigger. And that's why I call it a, a light bulb moment. Mm-hmm. It was uh, an epiphany, if you want. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to use that's, a Greek word. <laughs> <laughs> I know we always use Greek words, yes. But, uh, you know, after that, it has been a journey of uh, self-exploration, of personal development, of taking consistent uh, action, on being disciplined, on doing the the things outside of the comfort zone. So it wasn't like after Tony Robbins immediately I was confident and I was uh, able to stand out and be my authentic self. I That was when I really started the journey in a very... Uh, dedicated way because I saw clearly how my life had been up to that point because of my uh, you know behavior with other people mm-hmm. or you know that that thing I was saying earlier the the reservedness and I realized that that's not how I want to live uh, mm. the rest of my life mm-hmm. so that's when I changed it and I'm changing it as I said it is a journey yeah you know, there yeah. is no destination there on the on the road to mastery to self-mastery yeah you never arrive <laughs> yeah uh, and uh, I discovered that your your podcast is known as personal development mastery so that's what you're working towards mm. master yeah the, I will tell you just I remembered what you said when you said about the podcast. When I first started the podcast, uh, Personal Development Mastery, which was uh, over four years uh, now, uh, I thought that this was a cool name. I thought, oh, personal development. I all I was into personal development. And I thought, Mastery, that sounds really cool. So let me name it like that. Okay. And uh, a couple of months after I had started it, I realized that uh, without knowing, I had set the bar very high for myself because mm-hmm. I realized, I thought, oh my God, what have I done? Can I 
do this. And so I had to start rising up to the the name, <laughs> the name of the podcast, you know, was pulling me because it was about mastery. It was mm-hmm. not, uh, you know, personal development conversations mm-hmm. <laughs> or something like that. So yeah. I, I didn't know at that time, but now it has become really a, a way of living for me and uh, a passion and uh, a mission. Mm. Mm. That's a cool one. That's a cool one. And I, I feel you. I feel you when you say that. Because I have also set myself some, could I call them goals? Uh, just put a, a dream out there and I say, I'm going to do this. And then after that, I'm like, is it me who said that? And then now you're put to, to task to prove yourself that what you have put out there is what you really are and what you really can be. So, and, and as you say, it's worth it. It's worth it. It's worth it to challenge yourself and it's worth it, worth it to just come out of your comfort zone and uh, improve yourself. It certainly is. If mm-hmm. that's not worth it, I don't know what is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because mostly we are comfortable with the day-to-day happenings. Uh, I come out of my house, I go to work, I come back in the evening and uh, whatever will be, let it be. And uh, we don't pay much attention to important things that need some effort, some dedication, some commitment in order to improve them. So, so we just live life just, just like that. Many of the people, uh, many yeah, of us live unfortunately. Like unfortunately. So it's good to be called to mastery. That's what Aggie is reminding us. Yes, let's let's be masters of our fate. <laughs> let's put the effort in what it is that we want to see happening in our own life, and 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 we will improve. We will progress. And I came across, as I'm going through your profile, I came across this phrase. Knowledge broker. Mm. Why? Why? What, what's that? What do you say? <laughs> what do you mean when you say knowledge broker? You are also a knowledge broker, Anthony. And when I explain what it is, you will understand why. Okay. Uh, because uh, in this time that we live in, on there is such a an abundance of information. We're drowning in information. One mm-hmm. would say. Yet at the same time, we're starving for wisdom for doing something that information is too much so that it's so much that is it can be useless mm. because one cannot do anything with it cannot process all that so the knowledge broker in my interpretation is someone who takes this knowledge or let's say clusters of this knowledge like what i do with my podcast or my book my work in general and distill that knowledge into something actionable, something that is both insightful, that someone would listen or read and say, "Mm, this makes sense, I would like to do it, but also the action itself. Because, Mm -hmm. you know, personal development, (laughs) when I look at it, I see there are two distinct parts in it. The first part is to uh, know what to do, and that's the easy thing. The second part is to do what you know. <laughs> so to take the action. And the action, uh, in my experience anyway, it's very rarely a one-off action. That, okay, now I've taken this one action and everything has changed forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's usually 
an ongoing action that needs to be taken, consistency. Mm. Uh, so that's how I look, the, you know, the knowledge broker, someone that will provide that um, actionable uh, insight mm-hmm. or something that, you know, one who listens can pick it up and implement it into their life. And then, of course, it it's going to be the repetition that will change uh, their life or change the trajectory of it. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's, that's so cool. I think you, do you think that you are one as well now that I've explained the... Yes, I am. Yeah, I could be a knowledge broker. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Yeah. So you've been doing this podcast for the last four years, as you say. Mm-hmm. And it's not only you. I, I know you've been bringing in guests. How, how has it been? How has it, has it been hard for you? Has it, has it been easy? Tell us uh, how has been your experience these four years that you've been doing podcasting? Uh, there have been easy times, there have been hard times, there have been uh, all sorts. It's uh, Again, it is a journey. So a journey is never, you know, plain sailing. There, there's going to be bumps or storms or things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that could come even with uh, in the form of loss of motivation to, you know, to carry on because I've been... Uh, posting two episodes a week for four years. So that's, I'm closing to 400 episodes now, mm. 375. So, uh, so there have been some, you know, difficult uh, times, some easy ones. You, if you ask me about the interviews in particular, mm-hmm. I have spoken with, I think it's 220 people uh, so far on the podcast. Okay. Uh, some of them quite, uh, you know, on a high caliber in the personal development world, like uh, Brian Tracy or uh, Dr. John DeMartini from The Secret. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have, Anthony, I will say that personally I have uh, learned so many things from these conversations that has been uh, probably, if not the most, Certainly one of the most uh, important factors of my uh, growth Mm -hmm. these uh, these years. It's connecting with all these uh, wonderful, exceptional people and learning uh, from them and, you know, asking the questions. And I'm I'm sure that you would agree with me because you also do uh, the same. The the learning that you get uh, firsthand. Yeah. It is uh, incredible and useful. And you also, you know, you, you direct the, the conversation also so you can learn what it is that you want to learn. Sure. Is... <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah. Now, in your journey of the, of, of the podcast, what is your most memorable or maybe favorite uh, time that you've had? Has it been a, a topic that you have handled or maybe one of the guests that you had on the show and you said, whoa, this has been the best episode that I have done? Do you remember such? It's a difficult question and, you know, it's impossible really to select the best. I can select certainly some of my favorites, but it is not, uh, it's never one. Mm. But uh the one that comes to my mind 
right now. You know, there is there are many, okay? Yeah. And it's interesting because when someone asks me this question, I, another one comes to my mind. It's not always the same. The one that comes to me now is episode 288. Okay. Uh, I remember it. It was with uh, Victoria Raider and the title of the, who is uh, a, a coach, a possibility coach and a, a PhD, very unique individual blending, you know, the spiritual element with the high, highly academic element. Mm-hmm. And the the title of the episode was How to Manifest Miracles. Mm. And uh, I think that episode, and uh, that's the reason why I'm sharing it now, it had a powerful energy inside it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I have, uh, you know, you might uh, call me um, uh, naive, but I do have uh, the feeling that indeed that episode has created or manifested some miracles for some of the people who listened to it, that really believed that, you know, that can do it uh, for them. Actually, this is the first time I'm sharing this, so (laughs) thank you for the (laughs) the question. And it's good uh, that you're sharing this. That's why you're here to tell us. And... It's fresh in my mind now that you talk about episode 288. And then uh, still in your profile, I, I come about a cross. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> That's familiar. <laughs> I, I come across a book uh, is written, 88 Actionable Insights for Life. Has it yes. got anything to do with the 288 episode and now this one, the 88 Actionable Insights? <laughs> Anthony, I had never thought of this. Wow. Now you you gave me uh, goosebumps. No, I had not connected the the eights. No. Wow. But I will (laughs) will look into it. (laughs) I think there is some kind of um, resurgence of that that eight number. And this, the 88. I like it very much that... When you look at it uh, sideways, it's like the symbol of uh, infinity. So the eight has a very, uh, yeah, mystical, if you want, uh, meaning uh, for me. And it just came to me, the number, because initially I wanted to put a hundred. Okay. And then I realized the hundred, I couldn't, actually I couldn't find the hundred. <laughs> and I thought, hmm, maybe I should cut down a little bit. Why should I do a hundred? And then okay. the 88 jumped at me this is the number i thought okay let me do 88 and uh, that's how it worked and at that time did you think that this is it's coming to 88 because of the infinity aspect or it's just a number that popped it was a number that popped it was afterwards when i had more conversations with people when i was trying to figure out the the cover and things like that that Mm -hmm. people started telling me so why did you choose 88 and then it uh happened like that and i've had people telling me that you know what uh, eight is my favorite number or things like that which uh, i don't know what the meaning behind it is but uh, it i find it interesting nonetheless okay tell us briefly what we're gonna find inside there 
Thank you. So the, as the title, I, I would like to believe that the title explains uh, to some way what you will uh, find. So, you know, you were asking me earlier about the knowledge broker. And yeah. I think uh, this, the, the book is very much in a, a very large sense, the essence of the knowledge broker, because I have taken content from the podcast, from mm-hmm. my interviews with uh, about 50 people, mm-hmm. have added my own insights and have created and put in that book 88, as I say, actionable insights, which means that uh, someone reading can pick the one that is relevant to them, that they mm-hmm. resonate with, and they say, ah, that's for example, I would like to implement this in my morning routine, or I would like, uh, you know, to do breath work or something. Mm-hmm. But there is also, as I was saying earlier, the actual uh, action to start implementing. Of course, then you you do research more, you find out more. But uh, it is like a a buffet book. Uh, you just pick. You don't it, you don't have to read it from. Uh, and when you pick what is relevant for you, for your uh, life, for your circumstances, for your needs, and then you you check it out. And the insight that jumps out, and you, as I was saying earlier, it's it's relevant for you and resonates with you. All you have to do is give it a go and see what what it does for you. Give us one, please. <laughs> sure, I will tell you one that um, uh, uh, it has really changed my life since I started doing it, and that is daily journaling. Hmm. So every morning I will. It's not. It's throughout the day. I use my journal because it helps me structure and organize my day and my thoughts and so on. But. Uh, especially in the morning in the ideally in the first half an hour after I've woken up I will mm-hmm. write down some things uh, it will be some gr- gratitude for sure some of the things that I'm grateful for and I have done different ways of doing it but it's always there some kind of uh, gratitude uh, practice and then there is uh, some affirmation that I will write down or speak out uh, loud, but I, I do, I will write it also on the journal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it has given me, as a daily practice, this groundedness that, the, uh, that when I wake up, I will take that time and um, ground and focus my attention on this. Uh, before you know the, the day starts and then uh, you know once the day starts you're not so much of control uh, in control of what will happen but in the mm-hmm. morning and you know as an extension of the journaling that I was saying I would add to that generally a morning routine journaling is a part of it but there mm-hmm. are other elements of it for me it has made uh, a tremendous difference uh, you know in my in my journey and uh, what I do, having a very consistent, I will say, a morning routine. 
so there is there is a chapter in particular in the book about the morning routine there is another about meditation about journaling about uh, you know having cold showers uh, or improving your emotional intelligence uh, or how to set uh, goals effectively it's a big range of uh, personal development topics they are uh, neatly categorized into uh, about 10 categories so it's not like a random bunch of uh, actions <laughs> so yeah these are you know some of them that come to my mind uh, anthony okay thank you for that thank you for sharing that and uh, we will leave the listener or the viewer to go get the book and find out what are the other 87 <laughs> 87 actionable insights for life now this is eight eternity and seven completion <laughs> 87 the remaining 87 insight uh, so yeah that's uh, 88 actionable insights for life discover the secrets shared by experts on personal development mastery by dr aggie Keramidas. I just wish we had more time. I, I just wish that we had more time. We would talk much. You would tell us more insights. But uh, unfortunately, our episode is almost coming to an end. But we really appreciate you coming. And we thank you for everything that you've shared with us. You're very welcome. And if you would like to have me back at some point in the future, uh, I would be happy to come back, Anthony. <laughs> that would be good. But before you come back, how can people follow up with you? How, where can they find you? Thank you. The, the first place, the best place is my podcast, Personal Development Mastery, which you will find wherever you listen to your uh, podcast. There is a, a lot of... Uh, things uh, there and uh, also if you want to connect with me find me on me uh, social media you will find me everywhere and uh, send me a message tell me you listen to the podcast with anthony and i'm uh, will be very happy to connect that's good do you have a website or something agikeramidas.com yes oh okay agikeramidas.com so that's www.agikeramidas.com that's it Yes, you can always follow up with Aggie to find out uh, about the other uh, actionable insights that he shares. Uh, just, just get something to improve on your personal development journey to help you along with your personal development journey. Uh, tell us a f uh, some last words, something that we should never forget. Uh, we, <laughs> I know you shared us with the insight and there's a lot of insight there, but there's that something that you would maybe request us Please, in everything you do, don't forget this. I will ask something or uh, suggest or invite, shall we say, something to the person uh, to listening or watching right now. And I will say, you know that thing that you have been wanting to do for a while and you know what it is, but you have been putting it off and saying, no, it's not the right time. I will invite you to take one tiny action step towards that. It doesn't have to be something big. You can just make a phone call or uh, browse a website relevant to it. Just do a small action towards that and let the magic happen afterwards. Uh, and the very, very last thing I will say is stand out. Don't fit in. 
stand out, don't fit in. <laughs> I don't have to add anything there. Thank you very much, Agi, for coming. Thank you. Yes, and thank you, everyone of you who's been watching or listening to us. Even if you get to listen to this or watch it after we are through, we appreciate you. And uh, we've come to the end of the show. Uh, this has been Anthony Mirore, your host, and our guest, Agi Keramidas. We say once again, please stand out, don't fit in. Bye for now.